You sound like you're glad about it this morning. That the blood will never lose its power. Oh yeah, that'll make us run around the church two or three times. Ain't God good, y'all? Ain't God good? Ah, it's good to see you all here this morning. Those of you who are joining us on social media, happy to have you with us. We know that there are a million choices out there, but we're happy that you are hanging in there with us on this Sunday morning. The word of the Lord through Hosea says, when the Lord first began speaking to Israel, through Hosea, he said to him, Go and marry a prostitute. So that some of your children will be conceived in prostitution. Why? Your, your, your Bible say what my Bible says. Oh, I thought I had a misprint. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. For the time that God has anointed and appointed us to share together. I will come from the Samonic theme, the priest, the prophet, and the prostitute. Let us pray. Most gracious and kind and loving Father, we do thank you right now. We thank you, oh God, first of all, for this day that you've already set in motion before us. And now specifically, God, I ask that you will pour out on me that double portion of anointing that I will need to speak to your people. God, I ask that you will gird me up so that the people will not see or hear me, but they will see and hear you through me. Now, oh God, let the words of my mouth and let the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you. For you truly are my rock and my redeemer. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The priest, the prophet, and the prostitute. I know that sound like it ought to go together right in the, in the same sentence <laughs> what in the world is really going on <laughs> Woo. let me just start my introduction by saying that not many of us can fathom, or nor probably will we ever fathom, the Lord giving us an assignment 
like the assignment that he gave Hosea. Come on, come on, come on. I'm talking about not just having a hard thing to do, but can I just say it like this? This thing just borders along the lines of ridiculous. Come on, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I said what you're thinking. It is of my opinion, now this is just me, I'm just thinking, Brother Rico, y'all can co-sign uh, if, I'm, if I'm on to something, but in my opinion, if we would ask any man in America if they would marry a woman who has been known around town as loose, We'll use, we'll use that word in church, do we? Ah, sorry about that. Uh, promiscuous or a harlot that most of them would not even consider the possibility. And, and got a big X on that one from Brother CJ. <laughs> If we're true, if we're true, I, I'm not talking about it here, but I, I'm talking about some place that if we would ask them to date such a woman, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-huh, uh, just to go out with uh, her and hang out with such a woman, somebody might think once or twice. But marrying them is a whole nother story. But when, when the curtain opens on the remarkable and unforgettable, I, I think you all heard it before, and it is an unforgettable uh, kind of story. In the book of Hosea, we are introduced to the story in the usual fashion uh, because the writer tells us uh, who Hosea's father is. He was the son of Beeri, and who the kings were who reigned in Israel and in Judah at the time of the writing. You see, unless one is familiar with the names of the kings that are printed in your Bible, one will not understand the significance of their names. You see, we must remember that there were times in Israel and Judah when they were guided by kings that honored Yahweh, and then there were times when they followed kings who practiced idol worship. As a matter of fact, not only did they practice idol worship, but they also promoted idol worship. Uh -huh, Sometimes you got to watch who you follow. You see, but God, but God has always admonished his people to look to him and remove themselves from such practices because he knew that it would turn their hearts away from the one true and living God. Gross or overt idolatry, it consists of explicit acts of reverence addressed to a person or an object. I do know the son and a king. Sometimes it might have been an animal. Sometimes it might have been a statue. But throughout the word of God, we can hear God speaking against such actions, even as early as in Exodus chapter 20, verse number 4, where it reads, you shall not make for 
yourself an idol. Why? Why do we do stuff that God has plainly told us not to do? And I, and I love, I, I love Psalm 115, 4 through 8, where it says, uh, by the hand of the psalmist, he says, their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak. Eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel. They have feet, but they do not walk. And they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. Talking about idols. And I could stand here for a while and recite passage after passage of scriptures that denounces the worship of idols. But, but I think you get where God was going here in the text. You see, the point here is that God was serious about his people not having any other gods before him. You all remember he said he was a jealous God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yahweh demands exclusive covenant loyalty and he cannot and he will not tolerate the worship of any other gods. I'm talking to somebody in the 21st century this morning. See, we need to know that just like he commanded this to the children of Israel to stay away from these practices, it still stands in the world for us today. And so, and so, and so, as I was saying, as the curtain opens up on this remarkable and unforgettable story, we find the setting in Israel to be both one of peace and of chaos. Uh, Hosea, is, uh, he ministered in the final years of King Jeroboam II, under whose guidance Israel was enjoying political peace and material prosperity as well as moral corruption and spiritual bankruptcy. What I'm telling you all is it is possible to be on one side enjoying pizza, but on another side you can be having corruption in, in your life. And I looked at that and I said, if that don't sound like where we live right now, we straddle most of the times in a country that uh, brags about its material possession, yet on the other side, I don't know if we can get much more corrupt. However, 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 after Jeroboam II died, Israel quickly began to decline. You know, sometimes there's that one person that, that will hold your feet to the fire. You know, when you have that that, that person that will, will hold you to stick to what you are supposed to do, uh, they had King Jeroboam. Some of us had a grandmama who would hold your feet to the fire and would tell you right and wrong. Didn't take care whether you liked it or you didn't. Or maybe you had a mama or a daddy will tell you this is how you're going to do it in my house because as for me and my house we are going to serve the Lord. Yeah. 
is above all else. He picks his mouthpiece at the moment, who happens to be the man named Hosea, to do something that was unthinkable then as it is now. Hosea not only has a message, but becomes the message. This is not your typical call. Then, then our, our, our second character in our story, Hosea, he is a prophet whose name actually means salvation. He was a godly man, a willing servant of the Most High God. He had a message that actually would have saved Judah and Israel, but unfortunately his message, it fell on deaf ears. Uh-huh, have we ever seen that before, where your message no matter how good, no matter how strong, no matter how clear, no matter how powerful, people don't hear what it is you're trying to say. The warnings, they don't get heated. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so this is where we find uh, Hosea this morning. He has a message. It's the message could have kept a whole lot of stuff from going down, but the people would not hear. And so many of Israel's other prophets had a message that it really should have turned the people around, but for Hosea, he became the message, not your typical calling. And last, last but certainly not least of all was uh, Goma, the prostitute, whom Yahweh told Hosea, go on down there and marry that girl. Her name, listen here, her name means completion. That is the filling up of the measure of idolatry or rightness of consummate wickedness. Her name, her name was indicative of of the wholesale adultery and idolatry of the kingdom she represents. Not your typical selection for a wife. Most of us, most of us would not want to believe that God would make that kind of a choice. I'm godly. I go to church, I sing in the choir, uh-huh. I go down, I pick up trash, I clean the bathrooms. Oh, God, you know me. You can find me over there always. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, was a godly man, a willing servant, yet God made this choice for him. Now, see, we would say that the devil would do something like that. Right, right, right. We would believe that, but not God. Yeah. We would think that God would make the best choice for us. And amen, somebody. He amen. would find a wife that was trusting and hardworking, good-looking and smart, and above all, she'd be faithful. Ah, uh, yeah. God would find you that virtual woman 
that Proverbs 31 woman. Now, am I right about it? Uh -huh. We would expect God. You would expect God. Pastor Keith said he prayed for a wife, and I don't think he was praying for a goma. <laughs> See, we know we know God's stance on sexual immorality. Can we can we talk about it this morning? Yeah. Uh, he does not approve of it. Uh, and I'm not just speaking of homosexuality. I'm talking about the gamut of sexual immorality, whether it's adultery or, or whatever else it, uh, uh, could be going on. And we know his posture on adultery and prostitution. They all go against his commands, yeah. Brother CJ. Yet, 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 yet in the text, he forces Hosea to go down and marry this woman, and she represents everything he despised. This is not your typical calling. It had to have been a hard thing for Hosea to go forth and marry this woman of, of such a reputation. Uh, some critics, uh, uh, some commenters believe that she was unfaithful before she married Hosea, but others believe that she didn't become unfaithful until after her wedding day. But whichever way it went, Reverend Veronica, it must have been a heartbreaking situation to know that at any moment uh, she'd be subject uh, to run off into the arms uh, of another man. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We have to scratch our head at the text. Uh, I, I believe when I think back, Goma, Goma could have been the poster child for that old Osley brother's hit love, the one you with. <laughs> Oh, I know somebody remembers love the one you with. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. You see, she 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 could not be trusted, and neither could the children of Israel. Oh my 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 my! But but but, brothers and sisters, sometimes God, our ultimate priest, has to do something or has to allow something out of the ordinary, something that is not typical in order to get our attention. Have you ever noticed that? That if he just goes along with everything that we want and does everything that we say, then it's all right. But every now and then, he will set up some hard things like a COVID pandemic where people are sick and they're dying of an invisible enemy. That got our attention. Uh, like an economic recession, uh, they always get our attention uh, because we are known to put our security in our money, in our 401ks, uh, in our jobs, uh, in our bosses, uh, instead of in our God. Oh, come on, somebody got to high five me on that one this morning. Uh, and just like 9-11, uh, that got our attention because many believe that the world 
was about to come to an end. People didn't really know what was going on. When we about to hear the sound of the trumpet, when Jesus about to come back on his horse, people didn't know. And so they stood real still. Just for a little while. Until they felt like the coast was clear. And then they went back. As the Bible says, eating, drinking, and being merry. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, you see, often these measures, they seem extreme to us, but in Hosea's day, the times called for something extraordinary, and God was determined that he would get his point across to Israel. And he did it by calling one of his prophets to experience what he himself had experienced. Ah, 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 hard call, hard call, but a necessary call. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we, we, we need to know and to uh, realize that God can use whom he wants That's to right. use That's to right. get a point across. It might not be to the nations. The message might not go across the airwaves, but trust me, somebody in your sphere of influence is going to be paying attention to what God is doing in your life. Amen. Talking about the priest, the prophet, and the prostitute. My second point, I'm going to do this quickly and move on out of your way. Our second point is that we need a godly perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, every once in a while we need, we need to view life from God's perspective. Uh, more often than not, uh, we see life from our own vantage point. I don't care how spiritual we are. I don't care how many Bibles you have. You still will see life from your own vantage point. We do things that best meet our own needs, especially our own physical needs. Amen. Somebody. We don't allow our flesh to suffer very long. Am I right about it? We have that tendency to silence our flesh. No matter how or what it's screaming for, whether it's food, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's sex, whether it's shopping, and the list could go on and on. The one thing that we want to do is to bring down the volume in our flesh. We don't want to hear it scream and holler and kick up and fuss and doing all of those things that our flesh has been known to do. I'm telling you, one of the reasons, church, hear me when I tell you this, one of the reasons that Pastor Keith and I set up these annual fasts at the beginning of the year, at the top of the year, at the beginning for a fresh start, is so that we as a congregation of God's people can learn how to silence the flesh and strengthen our spirits. Fasting, fasting and praying helps us to shut down the desire 
desires of our own flesh so that our spirits can reach for the things of God and see life yes. from God's frame of reference. Yes. Yes. Israel, Israel had been satisfying its flesh long enough and the priest Yahweh decided that enough was enough and so he made up in his mind that he would use the prophet in the land to help them to see this thing from a godly perspective you see the Lord is was, hus was the husband to Israel and they were really to be his bride this should have been been a faithful relationship. God sure had been faithful to them, amen, somebody, but it seems like they could never maintain that same level of faithfulness. Something always seemed to catch their eye. They might have been looking at God one way, but they would always be glancing at something else. They bowed to the handmade idols. They worshiped the false gods of Israel and the worthless stuff after God has sent a deliverer named Moses into Egypt to bring them out of that place and out of the bondage that the Egyptians held over the Israelites. So the priest set up the prophet to marry a prostitute in this situation. And together they had three children. Some argue, some argue, some argue and say that, 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 that Hosea should have gone and got a DNA. <laughs> so some, 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 some think Minister Swan, oh, they weren't quite sure. Ah, mama's baby. <laughs> Daddy's baby. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, church. I don't know what was going on. But my Bible does say, hallelujah, that they married. And before you know it, she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Homer, so Homer and Hosea, they didn't even have to pull out the name book. You're having children, you try to figure out the names, right? And what you going to name them? And you go down to to the bookstore, find your name book. Uh huh, uh huh. But the Lord, the priest, had already picked out their names. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. So, so the first baby comes along, huh? bouncing baby boy. Uh huh, and his name was to be Jezreel. Uh -huh. We won't go into all of the details about Jezreel, but just know it was not a nice place. Uh, it was not a good place. As a matter of fact, it was a bloody place. Uh -huh. But Jezreel really alluded to the place uh, where the Assyrian army would win over Israel. Uh, so see what, is, what God is setting up uh, here is, is that there's going to be some coming judgment on the hands of Israel. Uh -huh. And then before long, there was a second uh, second baby boy. This time it was a baby girl. Uh huh. And, and, and her name was Lo Rahama. Lo Rahama, meaning not pitied or no compassion. Oh my goodness, who would name their child not pitied or, or, or no compassion? Uh, uh, we certainly wouldn't think of that, but her name indicated God would not pity Israel. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I have been 
mercy more times than I could count. And I would hate for him to look at me and say, girl, I'm changing your name. I don't pity you anymore. But can I tell you that this was a sign that the priest would no longer have compassion on the house of Israel. And do you know why? It was because of their sin. My brothers and sisters, sin will always have consequences in our lives. I know it's 2021. I know we got an internet. I know we got phones and we can talk to people all over the world. I know we can get a message from here to over yonder in a millisecond. But I came to tell you, no matter how far we advance in this life, sin will always be considered something that is worthy of death, something that's worthy of, uh, of punishment. It'll be something that the Lord will say, not here, not now, not to today, and not tomorrow. I still don't like it. I didn't like it from the beginning, and I don't like it now. And so he looks at Israel and say, I still don't have pity on you. Uh, uh, looks like to me, looks like to me, this is a, it's going to be a rough go. Huh? The other priest is doing what he's doing. Huh? And the prophet and the prostitute, uh, and they're steady making babies. Here comes baby number three. Baby number three born uh, was a boy, lo me means not my people. Huh? Pointed to a coming separation between God and Israel. Uh, can I tell you all uh, this morning that when we look back in our Bibles, uh, just go back some chapters to the very beginning, uh, and we'll see a place called the Garden of Eden. Uh, and in that Garden of Eden, uh, that's where man and God first separated. Uh, and he kicked God, kicked man outside of the garden. Uh, so he was on the outside. Uh, he was looking in. Uh, and I don't know about you, uh, but can I tell you uh, that I don't want to hear have God uh, kick us out of anything else. Uh, I need God. Uh, you need God. We need God. And we need him to say that we are his people. Not, not, I, they, they are not his people. His name, his name, this baby's name indicated because Israel had rejected God, that God would reject Israel. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I know that's a tough conversation. That's tough to hear. That's tough to hear. But, but to know that Israel would be defeated, that he would not be pitied, and would be rejected are hard lessons to learn. But in order for them to get the picture from a godly perspective, he had to set this in order. Ooh. So my question, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm through with you. Well, has God ever put you in a position where you had no choice but to see it from his vantage point? Mm. Mm. You see, when those kinds of things come out, we better know that God is truly up to something. Amen. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He is up to something. And can I tell you, as hard as it sounds, as tough as it is, or it was for, for, for Gomer and, and, uh, for, and for Hosea, especially for Hosea, I still want you to know that God did this for a reason, 
because he wanted them to see that what he said he meant but after a while after a while he was going to bring them back into his fold yes he was if you keep reading if you just keep reading in the book you'll find out that old Gomer slipped out a night or two amen somebody uh -huh. I believe she left the window up every now and then but she would step out and she would step out and she would go out but God because God was trying to show Gomer and the people of Israel how they were treating him he said to, to, to Hosea I want you to go back I want you to find her and I want you to bring her back home to you and I want you to love her with a with that good kind of love like a husband loves his wife go get her and bring her back and that is what God will do even God as our priest as he spoke through the prophet and he used that prostitute he is showing us his love for his people somebody ought to be excited this morning that even though sometimes we gotta go through and we gotta face these hard situations and it looks like and it feels like God does not care about us. God has forgotten us. God has put us on the back burner. He must be mad at us. But can I tell you that even with all the stuff that she did, all the things that Israel did, God still loved Israel. And he still watched over her. And he still loved her and brought her and continued to push her forward because of his unending love with our friend the prophet can i tell you it's not our typical calling but can you remember that every now and then god will set it up because we all need we all need a godly perspective and the people of God, the people of God in this house said amen. 